0: Yes, <laughs> L.A. is our house. Welcome back, everybody. This is Balls and Beers, our World Cup edition balls and vodka. Oh, yeah. We were definitely going to be playing this game for the World Cup. It is the pinnacle of the sport that we love and that we cover. The greatest sporting event on the planet. How could we not play? Let's go ahead and meet the players. David Arona. Yo. And Bobby Lepe.
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: And I am your host, Louis Barone. Now, because this is the World Cup, we had to up our game just a little bit. And we're going to do something a little differently here. We do have a guest expert on the show. True. But he will not be playing balls and vodka with us. But we are going to talk World Cup with him, get all our information on before we make our picks. So we wanted a guest that was just as big as the World Cup itself. We wanted a name that was synonymous (laughs) with this tournament. So, who did we get? Well, for starters, he was an author of the World Cup, the ultimate guide to the greatest sports spectacle in the world, so you have that. (laughs) But he is also a two-time Emmy award-winning broadcaster. You've seen him on Fox Sports, covering the Copa America, You've seen him covering the U.S. men's national team during World Cup qualification. You saw him, you're gonna see him in Russia covering the World Cup all summer long for Fox Sports. And to all my Spanish speaking brothers and sisters out there, you know him very well as the former host of La República Deportiva. Yeah, we got him! Ladies and gentlemen, El Presidente himself, Mr. Yes. Fernando Fiore, he's Yay. on LA he is our house. Señor Presidente,
2: are us! Right. Thank you very much, another wonderful introduction. I don't know if I should keep going or quit when I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here tearing up at that.
0: I can assure you, Mr. President, that there was no intro I could have possibly given you that would have done you justice. <laughs>
2: Well, it is really.
0: an honor that you are on our podcast uh, to talk some World Cup. It is an absolute dream. Not,
2: on, not only that, with a, with, I just did a, a haircut for you guys just to look better. <laughs> oh, and now you. I <laughs> <look> realize. <Fresh>. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> you gotta look fresh for all those Russians.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, 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 just have, I just have a a wonderful haircut. I'm pretty much almost done with my with my packing. Uh, so I guess I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Wow. Yeah. The, the,
0: the, the world cup is eight days away and you leave for, as of this recording, you're leaving for Russia tomorrow, right?
2: That absolutely correct. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, it will be um, by 5 PM Eastern time, Miami to London and then London to, uh, Domodedovo airport at Moscow. Mm. So wow. it's a it's a long trip. It's a long trip that I already did several times. So uh, I, I know what I'm getting in. Yeah,
0: oh, <laughs> I'm sure you're lo- looking. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to it.
3: Of so are you, pa- are you are you packing bathing suits? or Are you packing parkas? What are you?
2: What- <laughs> uh, no, no, no. This is gonna be summertime. But you have to be careful. Um, I always I always remember 1998 World Cup. Uh, I was I was. It was the first year that I was hosting the whole World Cup for Univision. It was the first year, actually, that they, that they came out with the idea of a host for the whole tournament. And, uh, and I stayed stay behind. I didn't go to France. We did a, we did a wonderful state-of-the-art, at that time, a new studio in Miami's headquarters. But I remember that everybody that went to, uh, to uh, France, they were assuming that it was uh, summertime, uh, at that time, we didn't have, you know, all those apps with the weather, so you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't that accurate like now. And they all took, you know, they all took t-shirts, not many, not many sweaters or jackets, and it was extremely cold, extremely cold. At the beginning of the tournament, and we got so many people sick that it went down with a cold <laughs> flu, oh and it was uh, it was oh, really no. bad. And not many people wanted to go and buy, you know, want to go and buy coats or jackets because, you know, it's kind of expensive. But back then, yeah. you know, in, in France, and they say, well, we hold it for another day, another day. <laughs> and it turned out to be that it was a really, really surprise. So when you pack, when you pack, nowadays you can you can check the app and you can check the, the weather for the next, leave for the next seven days. But anyway, when you pack, are you always taking with me a bathing suit? Always, always, <laughs> because you don't know. In any hotel, you might have a nice a nice swimming pool, and uh, and you better take a park or a jacket or something against the wind and uh, and against the rain. So I I do both actually. Okay. Do did you Uh, so do
3: you have uh, do you
2: have the the hat the fur hat with the with the ears too? (laughs) Uh, of course I do, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will put it on. I, I will put it on now. I will put it on now. But since I'm not gonna be uh, on Skype with at the uh, at, at the podcast, then I I, oh, I save it. I save it. Or
1: we're, we're sorry your haircut went to waste, Fernando. <laughs> we're sorry.
3: <laughs> we'll to we, he took a, Fernando, take a picture. I'll take a picture of, no, of, the, no. of, the, of the screen later yeah, as
2: you, well. You look very um, sharp, just, Fernando. So, yeah. Just so
3: the haircut and the mustache trim doesn't go to waste, everything, everything will look good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's doesn't
2: go to waste. Doesn't go to waste,
3: absolutely.
0: <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and talk some World Cup. It is eight days away. It is just around the corner. Um, Biggest sporting event on the planet. It's hard not to get hyped up, even if you're a United States fan. You still gotta watch this this tournament. Um, what are you most excited about uh, in this particular World Cup?
2: Well, uh, let's 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 begin with this. I don't think it's around the corner anymore. I think it's at the end of the street. You can see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's closer. It's closer than you think. Absolutely. It's only eight days. It's only eight days. Uh, from the beginning, it's also going to be my eighth World Cup as a broadcaster. Wow. And uh, an eight is the is the good luck day, good luck number for the Chinese people. So uh, I would say that I'm looking for um, for a good tournament, something that it will be um, exciting, something that it will be uh, different of the previous World Cups obvious, for obvious reasons, especially for, the, for for us, the U.S. fans, uh, because we don't want to have a, our team there. But uh, but then again, it's going to be a, a country that you know for so many years, it was for especially for the, for the US citizens and, um, and the people who live in the United States. So for all of us, for so many years, if you didn't have the chance to go to Russia in the past, uh, this was the big opportunity to get closer to this big country that like I said, it, it was probably one of the biggest mysteries you know, along with China of the last, I would say 50 years. So, it's gonna be a completely, you know, amazing show. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward. I've been in Russia, like I said, uh, quite a few times. Um, I'm, you know, lucky enough to uh, already visited six of the of the host cities. It's a tradition that I've been doing since uh, 2002, uh, trying to visit pretty much every single uh, host city, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so. I got the feeling that it's going to be an amazing an amazing tournament. Even that we don't have our U.S. team there, uh, it's going to put a lot of eyeballs in, uh, in, the, in the FIFA tournament.
0: Yeah, there's actually a lot of big teams missing in this tournament. United mm-hmm. States, Italy, uh, Chile, uh, the Netherlands, uh, all, all can easily uh, spice up a group. Uh, and it's going to be uh, really, really weird to experience that with, uh, without some of those better teams uh, this time around.
2: Well, uh, if you take a look at the history, yes. You know, out of the eight world champions over the history of the World Cup, the 20 previous editions, uh, only one team won't be there, which is Italy. But it happened in the past. You know, it happened when Argentina didn't go to 1970. It happened when uh, Uruguay didn't go to the World Cup. Uh it's not going to be the first time. It's not, to, it's not going to be the last time. There are cycles at this particular time. You say Italy is not there. Uh, Chile, which is coming from two big victories for the first time in their 99-year history. They were champions of two consecutive uh, uh, Copa Americas, and, and they're not going to be there. Um, but then it's going to be another countries that uh, they're performing really well, that the people didn't see play at the highest level of the World Cup in so many years, like Peru, that he didn't, you know, show up in 36 years, you know, he could easily replace, you know, the, the the feeling of the people who's missing Chile. Now you're gonna have Peru, you know, a team that is having an incredible streak right now. I think it's a uh, 14 games without losing, um, and uh, yeah. and they're gonna be and they're gonna be so excited to get, you know, to get there. Same thing with Iceland, you know, a country that in mm-hmm. a you know, in a three four year span, uh, it gets from the island of uh, i mean the the land of the glaciers and then all of a sudden is is, uh, is an amazing soccer culture i was able to go to iceland uh, mm-hmm. 3 years ago i went around the island uh, and I, and i and i attended a game of the of the league uh, i saw the passion that I have before it was erupted mm-hmm. uh, like like in the last 2 years mm-hmm. since wow. the euros and uh, and and i know everybody's talking about iceland now I went there. Yeah, I went there nice. because I wanted to see the country, and it just happened that I, I wanted to see how you know, like in every trip I go, uh, I trying to catch up a, a game, and just, I, it was just happening that I saw one of the last games of the league that year, and then I spent 17 days around the country, and um, and it was fabulous, you know. And now you know, now everybody's talking about Iceland, and. Uh, then you see there are some some teams missing, some teams that they come in for the first time. Uh, Panama is another example. People, you know, they did, you know, four, four years ago, uh, U.S. pretty much with that goal in the very last second, eliminated Panama. Then for this year, well, Panama's goal eliminated the U.S. So that's what the beautiful about soccer and the beautiful about football and the beautiful about the, the World Cup. Uh, and uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure you are aware that in two World Cups, if not earlier, we're going to have more teams <laughs> that will go to yeah. the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. So then what are we going to say then? Who's going to be missing? Who's going to be missing after that? Yeah. Uh, Martinique, maybe? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which one? Martinique, Martinique, Martinique,
2: Martinique. maybe? Uh, maybe St. Yeah, Vincent? Exactly. <laughs> Martinique is not going to be there. Probably uh, Montserrat is not gonna be there, <laughs> and and we, we're not gonna be talking about them. You know, right. we're gonna right. say, well, it's 48 teams. So that's enjoy, nice. it, man, enjoy. Don't 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 take a look of the ones who didn't qualify. Yeah. Let's concentrate on the ones who oh. That's exactly well, how with, I Well, with, with that
3: in mind, I mean, you brought up Iceland, you brought up Egypt, you brought up Peru and Panama. Who who do you think is the team that's gonna surprise everyone? Who's gonna be who's gonna be this this year's darling?
2: Oh my god. Um, Something like Costa Rica did four years ago. Right. Uh, that was a big surprise. Let me tell you, when, you, when you're when you in a group, when you're in a group as tough as Costa Rica got four years ago, and then it, they have an incredible run, um, it's not very common to have that kind of... Uh, everybody was talking about Egypt, but then you know what happened with, uh, with Salah. So we don't yeah. know if it's going to be 100% by the time the, the tournament started. Uh Man, I hate predictions. I really do. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, yeah. Listen, listen. This is this is, ver- huh, this is very serious, and I don't want you to laugh. For the last for the last seven World Cups, every time they asked me the same question, I was saying Argentina is going to be world champion, and it didn't happen. In seven World Cups, as a broadcaster, so this time around, I'm trying to uh, you know apply the re- you know the reverse psychology, and I say Argentina is not going to be champion, <laughs> well, hoping. Hoping that at the end, Messi will leave the trophy, which I see is very difficult without, well, with the actual team we have now. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen this time around. Well, Fernando, that leads
1: to who do you think would be the most disappointing team in the World Cup?
2: Oh, disappointment team. Uh, it was pretty disappointing last time around with Portugal and Spain. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that I think that Portugal could be again disappointment and you know what uh, it's not that if it's not that much of a risk even you say hey if this guy is crazy they Portugal is the champion of uh, is the European champions remember how was the how was the European run of Portugal
4: mm-hmm.
2: very lucky very lucky so yes. uh, you can't you can't count that luck will help you every single time in every oh, tournament yeah, not. Yeah. and and like I said if you look back to 2014 Portugal was a disaster so uh I don't know. I, I think that Portugal, you know, the famous the famous phrase is uh, is Cristiano Ronaldo and ten more. I don't know. The group the group is fairly easy, you might say that. But if they lose to Spain in the first game, it, it might be, you know, it might be difficult for them to go to the next stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I- <laughs> I actually agree with you there. I think if they, which I do predict that Spain is going to beat uh, Portugal in that first game. I think the game against Morocco, I think Morocco is going to beat Iran. And I think Morocco is going to give um, some, some trouble to Portugal. I think uh, whatever comes out of that game uh, is probably going to go along with Spain. And I think Morocco is going to give Portugal uh, everything they can handle. So I actually don't disagree with you that uh, Portugal may be one of the more disappointing teams in uh, the World Cup this year.
2: I mean, it's just a it's just a hunt, you know. Like I said, I I have to admit uh, the European Championship. I I said it very, you know, very very vividly. I remember that that I said, no way this team is going to be champion, and it was yes way, but it was a uh, it was a very lucky run, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And uh, so, so I don't know, I don't know. It might be it might be another disappointment for the for Ronaldo's boys.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, so what are some of the, uh, everyone obviously is going to be watching Ronaldo. Everyone's going to be watching Brazil and Neymar. Everyone's going to be watching Messi and Argentina. We all know about, uh, Mohamed Salah. What are some of the stories in this world cup that people aren't really aware of that they should be aware of that that, that be interesting storylines going into the world cup?
2: Well, I think that it's going to be a lot of interesting storylines besides the, the, the football the football matches. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said in the beginning, this is going to be uh, fascinating in in more ways than one. Um, I remember, you see, for example, let, let me let me clarify this and 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 you know and, and let me be clear on that. When when the World Cup was in Brazil. Uh, you knew exactly what to expect. You know, a lot of people went in their lifetime to Brazil. A lot of people know about the beaches and, uh, and the wonderful samba dancers and the uh, voluptuous, you know, ladies dancing during carnival. And all, you know, Brazil was kind of a, all right, let's go watch some soccer matches and let's go to the beach.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, South Africa was a little different because not many people went to South Africa in general. And it was that kind of, you know, feeling of, all right, South Africa, the first time the World Cup is in South Africa and so on. Then you go back another World Cup and Germany. Germany is a you know it's a tourist country that a lot of people that you know they went to Europe went to Germany. So it ended up like that in the soccer fields. Russia, in this particular time, like I said before, is gonna be much more than the matches. Mm-hmm. Russia is gonna be very interesting to see how it develops not only, you know, the drama. And this and, and, and like you said, what's gonna happen you know on the on the field, but also what's gonna happen, you know, around the country. Yeah. With the political story, with a, the geopolitical stories, with a, with a, like I said, with a mystery that involved Russia for the last 50 years. Um, so if I want to concentrate on who's gonna give us storylines during the tournament, I'm very interested in about Belgium once again. Uh, because everybody talks about Belgium, and and they have a lot of, you know, wonderful players. Can they deliver? I don't know. You know, the the, the World Cup is a uh, is a heavy is a heavy heavy weight uh, for many players, uh, and 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 for teams in general. Uh, you know, when when they get there, it's a completely different story. You have a you have wonderful. Players in uh, when you talk about Belgium, yeah, the Bruyne and Lukaku, and, and and they do wonderful things in their in their teams, uh, you know, during the year. But then when they get all together and get and, and put the Red Devils jersey, not necessarily will, will be the greatest team that everybody is talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Argentina is happening competing the contrary. Yeah. can you imagine that we left out Icardi, that you know one of the top scorers in Europe, top notch in Italy. And we say, well, he doesn't mingle right with the group. We left him out. Uh, and then you have Iwain and, uh, and 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 Agüero that make tons of goals for their teams. And then they put the, the jersey of Argentina, and, and they are not able to make a goal when they have next to the next to the post and with no goalkeeper. Yeah. And and we, <laughs> and we suffer. Yeah, and we suffer a lot. We suffer a lot during 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 qualifiers. We didn't score. You know, we scored a very very. Very low number of goals during mm-hmm. the during the yeah. qualifiers. Yeah, I think we were the yeah, second to, second to last team. We were wow. the second to last team. Only I think we only scored more goals than Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, how can you you know what do you, can you expect to happen during the World Cup? That the Argentinians will do the right thing and score some goals, not like in the last two finals mm-hmm. with Chile that they couldn't score one single goal in in two finals <laughs> mm-hmm. and lost in penalties both times, both times. So, man, uh, it's difficult to predict. It's difficult. That's why I'm more uh, of a fan than an analyst. That's why I I can talk about soccer, you know, for six, seven, eight, ten hours, and I can analyze anything (laughs) you want, and we can can go back and forth in history and present and future and whatever you want. But at this particular stage, when you're approaching the tournament, I like to live it more as a fan because I'm – to tell you the truth, I'm a little tired of all the conversations and all the friendly matches and all the situations that are right before the World Cup and, unfortunately, the injuries and all that. I want to go. I want to watch the games, and I'm going to talk about the games when they already they happen. So I can say, <laughs> listen, you see this match? That's why I have my show. It's at night. That's why my show is a highlight. <laughs> and that is at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm I'm not so fond of talking so much before because then you have to backpedal yeah. many times. You have to backpedal. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: We, 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 well, we, we know the do. feeling.
2: It's yeah. Nothing wrong. I respect all my colleagues and I respect every single show that you know that is about analysis and everything. But it's not my style if I have a choice, mm-hmm. and and that's what I love to have my show at the end of the day where I can talk about, what I saw during the day, and we can analyze what we already saw, and and uh, and it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be it's gonna be different, it's gonna be you know a lot of mementos from uh, from previous World Cups and 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 stories, and that's what I like the most to tell you the truth, yeah. uh, you know today for the last the last I would say twenty four hours. I'm sick and tired of listening to the party of the eight Mexican players with <laughs> the 30 ladies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> are they still really talking about that? Is that still the conversation course, happening around those
2: guys? Of course they are talking about that. You, you, can, you can turn on in every single, you know, the Spanish channels, obviously. And, yeah. uh, and, and we'll be talking about what happened, you know, during 24 hours with eight players. Some of them, half of them, I think they were married. They are married. And now one of the players, which I, I believe is it was going to be one of the stars of this World Cup. So listen to this and, 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 and look at what I'm talking about just a few minutes ago. Every time they ask me lately, you know, what is the player that I think is going to be great during the World Cup? I really like Hector Herrera, the, the midfielder mm-hmm. from Mexico, the one who mm-hmm. plays in Portland. I think he, okay. he's, uh, he's probably the best player right now of the Mexican team. And I, th- and I really was thinking that he's going to make it, you know, a nice run and he's going to, you know, be a star during the World Cup. Now, he was involved with another seven guys right the day before they were leaving Mexico. Now, t- today, he didn't train with the team because he asked for a special permission to go from Denmark, where the Mexican team is training, to go to Portugal to talk to his wife. Uh, what
4: mm-hmm.
2: He did four hours ago in Mexico. So now... We have to backpedal and say, well, maybe this guy is not gonna be, you know, 100% in his mind to be a starting during the World Cup because he's gonna have serious problems at home yeah. and how he's gonna explain that he was with te- with 30 other nice girls and seven other teammates doing a little sent-off party, <laughs> and and, you see, and he's missing training today because he's doing that. So, you know, it's got, this it's, is. It's, Live these days before the World Cup. <laughs> I'd rather this... wait for the games to start.
3: <laughs> yeah, this this sounds that sounds similar to the reason that Carlos Vela uh, did, didn't play for Mexico for a long time because he was he he sort of took the blame for the situation that happened in the last World Cup, and he he didn't like having to be the fall guy for that. So I mean, you know, but uh, you know, we're Galaxy fans, so we're inundated by by our team, uh, by our team social media. Uh, you know, everything's all about Gio and Jonah. And um, to me, it's a shock that Giovanni dos Santos made the World Cup. Um, but I get that he plays better for Mexico sometimes. But uh, I know a lot of uh, Mexican fans are not happy that he made he made the World Cup.
2: Not at all. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to uh, to uh, to get in the same wagon. Um, I've been watching Gio for for many years, uh, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, he's been a uh, you know if you look at social media. And and a lot of people are are very 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 upset about Gio using one of those 23 spots uh, of the World Cup. Uh, they are very much divided also about Rafa Marquez, uh, you know, which is understandable to some point. But you know, but you know, but Gio is a player that he was at the highest level playing in uh, in Europe, in the in in the very important uh, uh, teams like Barcelona or Tottenham. And um, and now, many people think that he doesn't deserve to be in the list. And uh, and what do you, what you say about Vela, you know, talking about you know the, the MLS and, and your teams from uh, from the, from LA, uh, he's in a completely different state of mind. Now he's so happy, and, 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 and seems to me that he's so uh, he feels so important at uh, LAFC. That his approach to the national team is completely different. Is he mm-hmm. gonna perform well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who knows? We'll see. But right. uh, but he certainly he certainly is a is a hundred percent committed to the national team. I mean, hello. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me backpedal. Today, I don't know if tomorrow he's gonna be involved <laughs> in a party in Denmark and and then something else.
3: <laughs> yeah that's right that's out. always been that's always been sort of the 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 fall point for for Mexico and and their their national team. And then, and this is coming from even an outside perspective. We were you know we're not Mexican. We don't follow the Mexican national team other than oh they're also in the World Cup and they have two Galaxy players. Um but you know that that's always sort of been their their stigma is they they have a bad uh, sort of mentality sometimes or they were uh, you know they, they're kind of weak in their mentality sometimes if they come up against something that is really gonna test them uh, mentally um, that they kind of fall apart sometimes um, you know it's maybe that's part of the culture maybe that's that stems back to what FMF does um, but you know speaking of Mexico Fox is pushing uh, Mexico as as uh, America's other team um <laughs> but really it, that's the same <laughs> but really as a US fan who 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 should US fans adopt cuz i'll tell you right now i if if the united states would have been in this world cup i would know every single start time for every single game and which matchups and all you know every detail down to the last uh you know man on the roster on everybody's roster um, I'm. I find, I'm finding it hard to get really excited for this World Cup. Once the game starts, I'm going to enjoy it. As you said, as a fan, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to. I'm going to be happy that we're going to get games at at a high level, and and it's going to be fun. It's going to be the party's going to start, right? Uh, but in anticipation, I'm kind of you know, uh, I, I'm not feeling it just yet. But I'm. I'm getting closer. I'm getting. You're helping. I'm getting very close. <laughs> who, who should. Who
2: should U.S. fans root for? No, 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 no. Listen, a couple of things. You don't know how it is to don't have your team in the workout because pretty much since 1990, yeah. Yeah. you've been living all your life knowing that your team is in there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, in the anticipation, you feel probably a lowdown. I'm feeling the lowdown since October 10, and I've been there in Trinidad Tobago, man, and I still can't get over it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I still have my original country to fall on, like Argentina, which mm-hmm. almost didn't make it neither the same night. <laughs> So, uh, saying that, I'm uh, going back to what you were just mentioning uh, a few minutes ago about uh, Fox, Fox Sports, uh, or Fox TV uh, pushing Mexico as the other t- American team. Um, there is something that the people, and, and you know, it's not, not that I'm trying to correct everyone. I'm just trying to make a point. I don't feel like we at Fox are trying to push. That the American fans or the Aulos or anybody who's a a US citizen or born in the US will support Mexico. What we're trying to say is that in this country where the people will watch the the, the tournament on TV or on digital or on, on their iPads or on their computers, there are also over 30 or 40 million people that they will be rooting for Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I want. It's not like I want John Smith to change all of a sudden, and he was an outlaw, and he was gotten with the eagle hat, you know, the last twenty years, and <laughs> and uh, and the U.S. jersey, and now I want him to root for Mexico. That's not my approach at Fox. My approach is that the Mexican people who are watching Mexico for the last 30, 40 years, watching us at Fox, because we have your team cover also yes. with a, with a very good coverage. So it's a different approach completely different approach i saw many people in social media and many people telling me oh fox is trying to push mexico so much like we're gonna root for mexico dude if you are just me from arkansas i don't want you to root for mexico and you won't root for mexico probably (laughs) but if you are from chicago miami uh l.a houston i want you to watch fox because you speak english probably with my same accent, probably, or with less accent, and I wanted you to, you know, to give us a try and try to see that if you can, that if you can, you know, watch Fox and have a different perspective and follow your team, which is with a green jersey, and follow your team on Fox. So that's the different kind of thing. We are not, you know, we are not trying to uh, to, uh, to make it up the other American team. I don't know what it was a Sports Illustrated idea when they when they put in the cover the other American team. Yeah. 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 But, no, it's that we have so many Latins and so many Mexicans that hey, dude, we are, you know, we are caring to you also. We care about you because you are part of this country, and uh, and and you want to watch your your team and you have options. And instead of going and watching in Spanish, go watch it with us. You know, and, and I tell you the truth, and this is what I tell many people. There are so many Jose Garcias when I go to to Texas, to Houston, uh, especially to Houston, San Antonio. That I talk to them in Spanish and they answer me in English. Yeah, you know, I mean, so I mean, the same is the same as for us. us. Yeah, I yes. want, I want, I want those guys to watch us at Fox, and I want to give them the option. I want to let them know that uh, that some guys with a with a Latin, you know, heritage like me are gonna be also on Fox. So let's do it, you know. Let's see if you like what we offer, and and yeah. and that's the difference. Uh, um, we we trying we trying to uh, we trying to get as many eyeballs as possible to watch our network our you know our platforms.
0: Yeah, uh, of course, of course. Uh, um, uh, I I got uh, another question. You had mentioned Hector Herrera uh, as yep. your breakout star, or at least uh, before all the before, scandal happened.
2: Before the party, right. yes. Before the, before party, the party, yes. I don't
0: know now. <laughs> okay, so we're so so now we're talking. So now we're in post-party uh, time. Um, if it's not Hector Herrera, who is the breakout star then? If he's out, if he's oh. out of the out of the picture.
2: Well, I, I was, I was, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna do a little promo here. Uh, I've been watching uh, Phenoms uh, on Fox, mm-hmm. the the stories of many players that uh, you know that may, maybe they are not, not everybody knows them, uh, mm-hmm. but you know they've been they've been working hard. Uh, I wish I could say Paulo Dybala. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he is going to be the case because uh, he barely made the 23 list. So he's going to be uh, there. But, uh, you know, but you never know. It turned out that, you know, all of a sudden the coach decided in the, against Iceland that, you know, something is, is not working on the field. He put Dybala, he scored a couple of goals <laughs> by middle and then he goes from there. Uh, I was looking for, for Dybala to make an impact. And fortunately when he was called during the um, during the elimination uh, in South America he didn't make that impact and then he made a you know very crazy mistake saying that it's difficult to play with Messi and uh, and and somehow he didn't you know that particular phrase he didn't feel good uh, you know in terms of the national team and, and like I said he barely made it uh, many people thought that he would he was not gonna go to uh, to, to Russia so I was I was hoping, and I hope, still hope that for some kind of reason that he will be someone that he can really make a difference. Uh, If you ask me for something like James Rodriguez four years ago, when he wasn't the radar of every single person in the world, and then all of a sudden he was a top scorer, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, usually you don't know, I don't know, nobody knows if if there is a player that is going to make it. Because if if you know it. And if I say a player that you know it by heart or you, know, or you heard his name, it means that he's no breakthrough. You know, he's some, someone that is already doing fairly good. Maybe he's not at the same level of Messi or Ronaldo. But if I say, hey, De Bruyne is going to be having a great, a great tournament. Oh, but that's easy, man. Yeah. De Bruyne it, it, it did, it did a hell of a job in Manchester City. So what? He, he's not in the level of Messi for sure. And he didn't do a lot of amazing things, you know, in the World Cup. So that could be a, a player that make a, make a difference. But uh, you know I remember you guys are too young but I remember Totoski Lachi with Italy you know that nobody knew who the guy was I think he was playing in second division in Italy and then all of a sudden he was a uh, D player for for that tournament uh Totoki and and we never heard of him again you know after after the world cup.
3: Yeah and, is uh, he is he the one that didn't score again for Italy, or didn't play again for Italy after the world cup?
2: No, right. He didn't play. He didn't play almost. Out. I think it wasn't. It have to be eighty-two. I have well, 80, now. I yeah, don't I
3: remember seeing. I remember seeing something about him where he he when he scored like four goals for Italy during exactly. the World Cup, and then and then he didn't play again yeah. for Italy.
2: Yeah. No. I, and he and, and nobody knew him. That was. Uh, I, I remember him. I, I don't even remember right now from the top of my head. I don't remember. Which was the the World Cup? But give me a second.
1: But yeah, no, you're basically uh, saying like a breakout star is someone that we're just not gonna know. There's yeah, no way right. know about yeah. it. Yeah. That, that's, that's my
2: point. Yeah. Uh, if it's gonna be a breakout star, it's because you don't know. We don't know. <laughs> or, you know, I I remember James uh, James Rodriguez was playing. I remember in Banfield, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, you know, a team from Argentina, and he was doing really good and. And, and nobody, nobody, everybody was thinking that he was James and he wanted to be called James. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden he ended up at Real Madrid,
0: you know, so... <laughs> uh, uh four, four years ago, uh, I, I, I'm i uh, of Colombian descent. I, I grew up on Colombian soccer. I grew up on South American soccer. And uh, when uh, Falcao got injured and he was left off of the Colombian squad, uh, everybody at my job like, oh, my God, that's such a huge loss. And I said, it is, but it's not as big as losing James Rodriguez. And everyone was like, who's that? And I go, oh, don't worry. You'll know when the World Cup starts who James Rodriguez is because he is the central point of that Colombian team. And uh, obviously it worked out for the best and everybody knew who he was uh, in that tournament. Um, and so, I mean, as a Colombian, we're hoping and expecting uh, the same type of performance uh, this time around. Uh, but you're right. It's actually uh, really difficult to predict uh, a breakout star that, um, you yeah. know, that, that no one's really heard of. Um, I just kind of got lucky with that one <laughs> four years ago. Um <laughs> So uh, one last question for me. Just, just
2: to, mentioned- just to uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just to, uh, just to uh, round it up, the, the story. Um, he was uh, a uh, golden boot in uh, 1990. That was the World Cup in 1990. He's, ah, he's, 50, he's 50, 53 years old right now. And, uh, mm. and he was playing for Messina. He was playing for Messina. If I'm not mistaken, at that time, he was in the second division. And then he jumped from, you know, right after the World Cup well, actually, right before the World Cup, he went to Juventus, and uh, and Totò nobody heard of him. You know, it, it was yeah. kind of who's Salvatore Totos Skilacci, and and he <laughs> was amazing. Uh, he was amazing in that 1990 World Cup. That was the first World Cup that I, that I work as a broadcaster. I, I used to have at that time, uh, I used to have at that time the um the a show in uh, in New York at night that it was kind of recap of the day. And uh see, Totoski Lachino, he's fifty three now. Very, ni- yeah, very that, that nice very
0: nice. That was actually the first World Cup I ever saw, but I remember I was nine years old. I remember bits and pieces of it, uh, little little uh just things here and there from certain games. I remember the Columbia Cameroon game, obviously. That that one actually that, that one actually it sticks in my mind really, really well. <laughs> um, and of course that, that's the first final I watched and I uh, um I, I Unfortunately, it's one of the more boring finals that uh, World Cup has ever (laughs) produced. Uh, But, um, okay, so one final question from me. You had mentioned Peru uh, being in there for the first time since 1982. Personally, this is the first time I'm seeing Peru in a World Cup. I was so excited, so ecstatic when they qualified. I I remember jumping high in the air when they scored that first goal against uh, New Zealand. I was so happy. Uh, Only... Venezuela is the only team I have not watched uh, from South America. They have never qualified. So Peru. Um, it's Aside from Colombia, Peru is probably one of the teams that I am adopting that I am super excited to watch in the World Cup. Um, and you had mentioned 14-game, unbeaten streak. I know you hate predictions, but <laughs> how far can this team go? Because I, I, I'm really looking forward to this team, and I think they have a very manageable group, uh, France notwithstanding, to get out. Um, and a possible... Date with Argentina in the second round. Should they do it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was, I was also very happy and uh, and I was, uh, I was ecstatic when they made the goals against New Zealand, like you said, just because my girlfriend is from Peru and I was in a Peruvian party <laughs> watching that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> watching nice! The, watching the game. Nice. So it was, a, it was like a, it was like a twenty Peruvian people, and uh, and and they were all amazingly happy and. and uh, <laughs> It was a lot Slow-mo, of people everywhere. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was food and drinks, and and everybody was with a with a Peruvian jersey, which for me it feels really, really good because uh because it's the same jersey as River play in Argentina, which is my team. Mm. So I I felt like I was among you know uh, River play fans, and mm. uh and everybody was really happy, and uh, and it has happened that uh, that I'm I'm a Close friend for many many years with uh, with uh, probably the most famous you know soccer player from Peru, uh, Nene Cubillas, who um, I saw him play you know in 1970, 1978 in Argentina, uh, and then in 1982. But uh, um, I I predict that he will they will go they will uh, they will be able to um, to qualify for the for the knockout rounds. Uh, then again, this is a situation that uh, you know when you're running an unbelievable streak, you say, "Well, I hope it's going to keep going <laughs> during the at least the first three games of the World Cup." You don't right. want you don't want to you don't want you know you are in your peak. You don't want to get your valley right on the time when you when the points you know count again during the World Cup. All these friendlies are fantastic for building morale and and for you know adjusting the team and the coach is another you know. A guy that we, I especially remember very well, because uh, he used to play also for River Plate and Boca Juniors, that other team which I hate. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ricardo <laughs> Ricardo Gareca, yeah, Ricardo Gareca was a great striker. He was uh, he was instrumental at the at the very end of the qualification for uh, for Mexico '86, but he didn't make it to the list to go to Mexico, and um, and he's doing a fantastic job. He's doing a fantastic job. Um, I already liked Peru when they were playing when they were playing at uh, Copa America Centenario, remember? Uh, yes. um, they were they were doing a fantastic job, uh, although, yes, I know that against Brazil they went you know they eliminated Brazil with a you know obvious hand uh, that you know, that was a, the difference. but they were playing really good And they have really good players like, obviously with a, another boost of morale with uh, with Paulo Guerrero. Fighting, fighting, fighting to get his suspension lifted, and he finally did at the very, at the very end. Um, uh, then Carrillo is playing good. Then um, Advíncula, I like him a lot. Uh, I like Trauco. I like, you know, a lot of players that, you know, I think that they can, as a team, they can succeed in this, uh, in this World Cup. And remember, when you are for so many with the whole generation and more never qualify for the World Cup especially when you used to have a very good team in the 70s I remember Peru was you know was, a, was the school of uh, an incredible soccer at that time uh, uh, cubillas Barbadillo and chupitas Melendez a lot of players that they were amazingly good at Rosa uh, Mifflin oblitas uh, so they were incredible players at uh, that when I was a kid 10. 14, 18 years old, and I said, "Wow, this team is good." And then you saw him. You saw Peru going so low. Now when they're coming back, it's like the phoenix. You know, it's like they they are really <laughs> looking forward. Yeah, they really want to. They really want to to show everybody that they belong to the league. So I think they have a plus. Saying that is like I said. When you are in a streak for that long, you are hoping and crossing your fingers that you don't gonna blow it. When the three points count the most, which is right now at the World Cup, but uh, but I really hope that they can advance. Obviously, I don't want them to beat Argentina if that's the case. Uh, of <laughs> course, of course. <laughs> so, but uh, but I I wouldn't mind if they I wouldn't mind if they advance from the group. I would really be happy, and and I think that they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I, I
2: think uh,
0: I, they have an entire. I, I believe they have an entire continent behind them in, in their corner yeah. uh, going into this World Cup, so that, that's definitely uh, a shot in the arm for them. Señor Presidente, it has been an absolute pleasure. We know that you are a busy man. You have a plane to catch. Uh, we don't want to keep any more of your time, but it has been an absolute surreal dream to be talking some World Cup with you. Um, there's no words I can possibly describe uh, the appreciation that uh, we have that you come on uh, into this uh, little podcast of ours to uh, to talk about the greatest oh, event man. on the planet.
1: Yes, our little um, home. Please make sure you go, you come back because we because we
2: definitely love talking to you. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome please. back
0: anytime, sir.
2: I'm so happy that you invited me. I know it took a little longer than than I uh, than I wanted to be part of the uh, your podcast, guys. But maybe that was meant to be. We we know we we make it when it counts. <laughs> yeah. Or so yeah. in yes. terms of terms of uh, in terms of the World Cup, that is that you know the top <laughs> of the top, the, the highest level of soccer that we can talk. Uh, of course we you know you need to support and you need to be behind your local teams. Um, you know, I've been you know I've been behind the LA Galaxy and and I, I'm a fan of the MLS, I have to admit. Yeah. Uh, I'm the MLS, I've been supporting every single team that that requested me for some help or even if they didn't request any help from me, I was hoping that. <laughs> yeah, I, always support, I, always support, I always support the MLS from the very beginning. I was there, Fantastic, you yes. know, the first, I was there the first weekend of the very first uh, 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 year. Um, I remember that I covered the first games. I, I was in Dallas, and from day one, this is a true story. I was I was supporting the MLS all the time, you know, and I, and I was giving the chance. I, I know in the beginning there were many mistakes and people didn't like the clock going backwards and the shootouts and the the referees and the level of playing. But I said, listen, guys, this is our league. We have to support this. I'm here in the United States since 1980. I saw that when the NASL folded, it was devastated. You know, I was a Cosmos fan because it was about 15 15 minutes from my home. Uh, I used to... Living in Hoboken, New Jersey, Giant Stadium was in see Cocos, really close. I used I used to go every single game when I when I moved from Argentina. One of the things that I you know that I was crying so much when I moved when I when I, you know when I left my country was that I left my friends behind and I left my football behind. You know, I I, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go to see River play every week. So yeah. Cosmos was my team and and uh, NASL was my league and I support. And then when you see folding the league, I, I thought it was impossible. There is no way on earth in any country that the league will be closing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's amazing. And it happened here. So please let's support the MLS. Let, yep. Let's support our local teams. And then when I saw my fusion team in Miami folded, I said, How is, how that happens? You know, how can you lose the team right now like this? You know? Um, so I'm you know, like I say, I'm I'm behind you guys and I thank you very much for the invitation. I, I, will, you know, I, I've been, you know, close relations with the LA Galaxy for so long, so yeah. long, especially my friend uh, Vargas, the, <laughs> the all-around man, you know, behind, behind all those jerseys yeah, and the, uh, the Lord of the Rings.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I know him from day one. I know him from day one. We have a very close relationship, very good friend. Always, always, you know, calling me, see how am I doing. And and if everything is all right, he's a wonderful guy. The organization, you know, like I said, I've been behind the organization for so long. So uh, anytime, anytime, guys. Sometimes it's difficult because of the I live in Miami and the different hours. But you know, don't sell yourself short. You are a, you know you have a wonderful podcast, and, and I'm and I'm so glad that you invited me, and uh, and I'm so honored to be part of your of part of your job and part of your or your project and uh, and uh, and I wish you the best and uh, God bless you all guys and let's thank have a so wonderful-, wonderful I will talk back. if you invite me back when I come back I will certainly certainly I will enjoy a lot to talk about when the whole thing is
1: over well we promise that next <laughs> time you come back we won't waste your haircut okay we'll probably get video for you <laughs> <laughs> all,
2: right. all right we'll get the whole spiel cool uh,
0: again thank you so much uh, uh uh, it's just it, it, it's been like it's it's been surreal. you do as much honor. it was, the pleasure was definitely all ours. There you guys have it. El Presidente himself talking some World Cup. I think we're ready to make our predictions. Let's go ahead and get into balls and vodka. So we're gonna do things a little differently uh, here for balls and vodka. Uh, for starters, we're not gonna have a double down. Um, we're not gonna have a uh, a weekly winner. We're just gonna have uh, just at the end of the tournament, uh, we'll tally up the points, and uh, the one with the most points uh, will win. We're going to be doing the group stages on the podcast. Once we hit into the knockout rounds, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and put our predictions on Twitter because um, we have no idea what's gonna uh, what games are gonna take place. Uh, between the teams after the knockout round. And once we do, we have an extremely short uh, window of time to record, in which case we may not be available. So um, we'll only do that uh, or we'll only record for the groups and uh, we'll put the rest of the predictions um, up on Twitter for you guys to see and to follow along. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and begin. June 14th, 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. Opening match of the World Cup, Russia versus Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and in game number one, we have come to the Garbage Cup, the poop game, and a skip pick all <laughs> in one. Uh, this is probably the worst opening match for a World Cup ever, um, at least since I've been watching it, dating back to uh, 1990. Guys... We still need a prediction here, <laughs> David. I'm gonna go ahead and
1: start with you. We still need who it. Who do
0: you got in this? Yeah, uh, who do you got in this opening match?
3: I mean, really, do I have to? Because God, what a what a stinker of an opening match. I mean, way to way to kick off one of probably the most. Uh, I don't want to say it's anticipated because it's it, it's gonna be uh, uh, as Fernando said, uh, one of the more like mysterious World Cups that we've had in a long time. Um, Russia versus Saudi Arabia. God, they couldn't get, you know, Iran just to make it a little bit more intriguing. Uh, I don't know. Um, Russia, it's it's made up mostly of domestic players, so everything's a secret. Um, what isn't a secret is Russia has an active doping program for all their athletes. Like there's, there's, like Putin has said himself. Oh yeah, we. Make our people, our guys, take. Uh,
1: That's just their cereal, drugs. David. That's just their cereal.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, Saudi Arabia. I don't know anything about Saudi Arabia. Um, I have Russia <clears> winning this game. It's the opener. They're playing. Obviously, they're playing in their. And it's the home opener for them. Uh, they're playing in front of their home crowd. Um, you know, you got the um, the uh, former KGB. You know, hanging out behind the 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 pitch there. I got to go Russia with a win confidence of four.
0: All right, Bobby, what do you say?
1: Um, okay. So I'm super looking forward to this world cup, but this is not the game that you should start it off with. Um, because it just brings my expectations and my excitement down. Um, but look, I'm going to be really excited. World cup. Woo. Uh, Russia hasn't passed the group stage since 2008 in euros. Um, so like they're, I don't know. They're just horrible. I know there's a lackluster. They lack quality. um, Man, you know, uh, I I do think Russia's going to win because, you know, they're the host team and the host country, and I think it's going to be fixed. Uh, So they're definitely going to win. But I'm going to go ahead and give Russia a confidence of two. I do have some—I think I wrote down some stats of Saudi Arabia. Uh, Shalawi topped uh, the World Cup qualifiers with 16 goals, so they may may come out with uh, some kind of contention against Russia. Um, but again, like I said, <laughs> fixed. Um, but <clears throat> sorry, that was a big old shit in my throat. Um, but Saudi Arabia absorbs a lot of pressure, and they hit long balls And to m- move forward. Uh, the wingers may switch side to side, causing issues, but we'll see how it goes. I think Russia's going to get it. Win, confidence or two. All
0: right, so our expectations are so low. Is it possible that we can get pleasantly surprised since our expectations are so dirt low? I wouldn't hold my breath on it, but you never know. I feel that this could be an open game just because Saudi Arabia doesn't really know how to defend. They like to go forward. And I... Look, Russia's going to Russia. FIFA is going to FIFA. Michael Platini came out and said that they made sure that Brazil and France were in the final in 1998. I can't imagine that it wouldn't happen here. It's almost common knowledge that uh, the host... Uh, gets an easy group, that they get out of the uh, the the groups. I gotta figure that it's gonna happen in this game because it's the most um, hidden. I mean, Russia beating Saudi Arabia through some you know, iffy calls. I don't think anyone's gonna blink an eye. Russia beating one. Why with some iffy calls? Mm, <laughs> that might draw some attention. Very different. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna give Russia that home field advantage. And I'm going to have Russia with the four. And the only reason I'm not locking it is because I have the fool's hope that I will be watching a legitimate contest. Mm. So there you go. Let's go ahead and move on to the Friday games when the real World Cup begins. 5 a.m. Egypt versus Uruguay. Guys, who is your pick? And are you guys waking up for this game? Bobby, let's start
1: with you. Well, I'm also waking up for all the bad games. I'm waking up for Russia versus Saudi Arabia as well, so I will be watching every single game. Um, Uruwai is my choice for this for this uh, this game, uh, for this match. Um, I just think Uruwai is... I mean, th- th- this game's going to be really good. I hear that Salah may try to be there, uh, to be at the first game, the opening game. Um, that- that'd that be really interesting if that happens. It's just going to be a great game. Uh, I'm just going to do Uruwai, confidence in two
0: all right david hello
3: um really the most intriguing matchup of the group uh we talked about this in our in our world cup uh draw show that i actually just reposted uh earlier today so if you haven't listened to that go back i was from december um <clears throat> obviously egypt missing um maybe missing salah is is going to be a big deal um but i am so excited for egypt that i mean this is the this is qualifying like what 10 years in the making ever since um uh bob bradley you know they almost made it uh when bob bradley was at the helm um most of is obviously their x factor and and it's up in the air whether or not he's going to play in this game um i think uruguay just has too much quality here though um they have their own x factor in uh in luis suarez um hopefully he doesn't you know decapitate somebody or or, or pull Bye. somebody's leg off or something um or you know, stab somebody in the chest and then be like, what, what did I do? Um, I have Uruguay winning this game, confidence of three.
0: This is one of the games I had circled uh, when the groups were announced. I, I was really looking forward to this game. Um, not much quality in Egypt. However, uh, as David said it, I think after uh, Bradley took over the team, I think uh, a lot of uh, US fans, uh, you know, had an eye on Egypt and, and kind of just became a, a team that you wanted to root for to qualify. And when they finally did, I think a lot of people were, were happy for them. Um, Mohamed Salah, one of the the hottest players uh, this uh, this season, season leading up to the World Cup and uh, went down, unfortunately, with a shoulder injury. He is still on the squad. His status for this game is up in the air. Even if he tries to get on the field, I think it's a morale boost for the team, I'm just not sure how helpful he will be if he's not 100%. This is the World Cup after all. You're going to have to be uh, at top-notch health, fitness level, everything. I think with a healthy Mohamed Salah, I think I would have went ballsy. And I would have called an Egypt win because I had a feeling. But since his status is uncertain, I'm going to go ahead and go with the favorite here and switch my bet over to Uruguay. And I'll put confidence of three on them. Eight o'clock game. Morocco versus Iran. David?
3: Uh, I mean, this really is like the, what? Uh, Colorado versus Minnesota of the World Cup, right? Um, Morocco. No, the,
0: no, we talked about it. Russia, Saudi Arabia.
3: Russia, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Orlando versus Montreal. How about that? Um Morocco qualified over the Ivory Coast um, and they didn't allow a single goal through World, World Cup qualifying so they have that going for them um, they have a relatively favorable schedule uh, Iran they qualified in uh, out of Asia ahead of South Korea um, but they don't really have the talent but they might have the tactics here uh, Carlos uh, Curios uh, I believe he used to coach in MLS Yes, he was uh, New York Oh um, I know he was. I know he's an assistant at uh, Real Madrid at one point. I believe he used to co- coach an MLS, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, uh, he used to coach uh, um, Morocco as well. So I'm gonna go Iran. Uh, I don't want to call this an upset, but because I really don't know too much uh, about either one of these teams, but I'm gonna go Iran with a win here, confidence of
1: two.
0: Alright, Bobby, how do you see things here?
1: So I know nothing about both nations and their teams. I just learned the most amount that I've ever learned right now with David. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure 40% of that stuff was wrong. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and take Bobby, all that information and go with the win for Morocco with the confidence point of one.
0: <laughs> Bobby! Yeah. we talked about it on our main Galaxy pod. <laughs> you have to pretend to know what we're talking about. You play it off.
1: No, but this, see, every, there's someone in, in traffic right now laughing. They're enjoying it. It's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we went from Fernando Fiore to this. I'm sorry, guys. Um, all right, so here's the thing for me. I'm actually looking forward to this match, and I'm not being sarcastic about that. Because I think the styles in play should make for a very interesting match. As David said, Morocco is probably the best African side in this World Cup. Um, I know a lot of people will be thinking Nigeria, but you're thinking of the name only. Morocco, the entire World Cup qualifying campaign without allowing a single, single goal, that is impressive. And I understand that they're playing a lot of minnows throughout the way, but that is still impressive to not allow a single goal through that many games. There's a lot of Countries in Africa, you got to navigate through like four rounds or five rounds, so that is pretty, pretty impressive. Iran qualified first out of Asia. Now, that's not saying much, but that usually is reserved for Japan or South Korea. So, the fact that Iran was the first nation to come out of Asia says a lot. Like David said, they're gonna have a good coach, tactically, they should be okay, talent wise. I think they're lacking there. Like most Americans, Bobby, you wouldn't be able to to name a single player on either one of these teams, and I think that's why a lot of people are going to uh, probably go back to sleep for this game, but honestly, I would not sleep on this game. I think it's intriguing. Ultimately, I think Morocco's physicality and speed um, puts them over the top. I have Morocco winning this game with a confidence of three. Let's move on to one of the... Bigger uh, games in the group stage. Portugal will take, or Spain will take on Portugal. You got in this game.
1: Who did you say you cut out?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Spain versus Portugal.
1: No, who did you call first? Sorry. Um, you, you, you did. Okay. Uh, well, look at Spain, Spain, Spain's back. Um, I think they're going to be able to handle Portugal relatively well portugal is just not a full full and well put together team as españa so uh ronaldo's not going to be able to handle that team on his own so i'm going to go ahead and give spain the win with the confidence of three all
0: right david this
3: game i think had it been the second game of the group i think it would have been two powerhouse teams just throwing haymakers at each other um but since it's the first game of the group it it these tend to be a little bit more cautious, especially when it's the big teams. Um, Portugal, you got Ronaldo, Pepe, John Moutinho. I mean, uh, every single one of their players is a very talented player. Um, Spain, it's Spain. I mean, this is the same group that uh, won the 2010 World Cup. A lot of the core is the same. Um they're missing Javi. They're missing David Villa. But, you know, those are those are the guys that aged out. Um, this is a tough one to call. I think that this is a stalemate between these two giants. I'm going to go draw confidence of two.
0: Okay. I think the easy pick would be draw. But I think, as Fernando has said earlier, that Portugal got really lucky in the Euros. I think that's what people are, are looking at, that they they're, they're, the current... European champions, and, and they got extremely lucky uh, to get out of the groups. They they came out of uh, as a, one of the better third place teams. Something that hasn't, you know, happened in, in years. Usually the top two. Um, they never won a game in the groups. They they got to penalties in, in their knockout rounds, and you know they, they 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 had a Cinderella run when when it mattered. Spain, one of the favorites in the in the entire tournament. I think that. Spain just has too much for Portugal. Uh, You saw how Portugal... um, They they depend too much on Cristiano Ronaldo. And um, you saw in the last World Cup how much they they struggled against, uh, you know, in that group of death. I think Spain takes... takes this with the confidence of three. France versus Australia this game starts at 3 a.m for us guys are you waking up for this game bobby
1: yes every game it's the world cup we only have it every four years if you're not waking up then you don't care enough uh so look at france i think they have a bit be- they're a better team they're quicker on the ball they have a lot a lot, lot better footing australia's faster a little bit more t- uh, a little bit more strength but i see france having this with a confidence level of three all right david I, I have
3: France locked down. they're too, they're too talented of a team to not just wipe the floor with Australia. Now having said that, they played the United States um, the other day and they struggled with uh, breaking down a team who was organized defensively and and, uh, and and a little bit physical and that's what Australia is. So uh, I have France uh, with a confidence of five. Uh, but I think they're going to have some trouble. It's not going to be as easy as I initially thought it was.
0: Um, I'm not sure if I'll be waking up for this game or not because it is, or at least it seems to be, a foregone conclusion that France is just the much superior team. Uh, Australia, I, I really don't have too much respect for Australia. France is one of the tournament favorites. I will sleep in for this game, and I will give France the win. I judge you. I am you. it. You do. You would do anyway. You do. You,
3: you do. You heard it you you here it. It first, listeners. Louis does not care enough.
1: <laughs> and you do. Okay? You the, deuce.
0: The, the, the United States is not in it. I cannot care enough. France, lock it up, guys. It's a five for me. Let's move on. Argentina will take on Iceland. David, who do you got the name? Who?
3: Who? Who are we kidding? Argentina's going to win this game.
0: Um,
3: I also have Argentina with a lock on this one. I think that Ireland, I mean, sorry, Iceland, again, can frustrate Argentina. Um, all the pressure, obviously, is on Argentina to, to win the whole thing. Um, and I think that Iceland can try and capitalize on this, but I think Argentina's class oozes through. Um, they're going to beat Iceland here, confidence of five.
1: All right, Bobby. Look at it. everybody ex- assumes Argentina is going to win this game and so do I. I'm going to give them a confidence of of 3 as well. I mean, at most everybody's eyes are going to be on Messi to see what he does in this World Cup cycle. His la- probably his last World Cup cycle to see if he does anything or if the Ar- or if Argentina does uh, progress into the table. But look at the, the story that everyone's really interested in and, and, and everybody knows is, is Iceland. I mean, the smallest country ever to reach the finals, a population of three hundred and thirty five thousand. Uh, their Hal Grimson, their coach, works as side side as a dentist. Um, their, the, their, their upbringing of their, their soccer academy in Iceland is an incredible story that you should look into. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but um, I want them to win. I know they won't win. So Argentina <laughs> confidence at three.
0: All right, so yes, uh, Iceland—they they're going to be the Cinderellas of the tournament. They're going to be the darlings of this tournament. I, the entire world will probably be rooting for them. Um, so they have an entire planet in their corner here. Argentina—they are not strangers to uh, to facing debutants in their opening match. 1990 against Cameroon, they lost. 1994 against Nigeria. They lost. They also had Greece, but they won that game. 1998 uh, against Jamaica, they won that game. Um, They did it uh, in 2014 against Bosnia. Barely pulled off a win there. I think they struggle with Iceland, and for that, I'm not locking Argentina. I'm only going to put three on them. However, here is one of my hot takes. I think I said it in our uh, group analysis back in December, I think that of all the seeds, not including Russia, I think Argentina is the most vulnerable to not make it out of the group. Yeah. Yep. So just keep an eye on that because if that's the case, Iceland may very well get a result. But Argentina, with a confidence of three, hopefully they come out and not just have 11 players all or 10 players all the time. on Messi. They got all the talent in the world. They should have no problem, but we'll see how this side comes out. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game, Peru versus Denmark. Personally, this is my adopted team uh, for this tournament. Peru, I have never seen Peru play in a World Cup. Um, One of two South American teams that I haven't seen, so I can knock this one off my list. (laughs) Very excited for this game. David, let's go ahead and start with you. Who do you got, Peru or Denmark?
3: Uh, I, I have Denmark winning this game. <clears throat> I think Peru is formidable, but seeing as that they're, uh, they haven't been to the World Cup in a, in a while, and and, and granted, um, they did get their captain back in Paulo Guerrero, and, um, and he provides a huge, huge uh, boost of confidence for them. I still think that Denmark uh, can can just oh, outmatch them tactically, physically. Um I have them winning confidence of
2: 3.
0: All right, Bobby, how do you see things?
1: Yeah, I'm the same there. I'm the same with you, Louis. Like they're kind of my darlings in this World Cup as well. Maybe it's just it's our latiness. Uh but um <laughs> look at uh look at I think because they've never been to a World Cup before, they have more drive and they're going to work even harder. Um and they'll be they'll 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 be surprising. Um, on the pitch to whoever their opponent will be. Denmark is a better team um, overall. So I'm going to go ahead and play with this and go for a draw with the confidence of two.
0: All right. So uh, Peru, I think everyone in South America and probably all of uh, Latin America or at least this side of the world, um, they'll be in Peru's corner this World Cup. I think that their morale. I think that they're going in with high spirits. I think that they can get out of this group. It's difficult and it's going to be between them and Denmark but I think that they can get out of this group. This is a very important game for both of these teams. I think Denmark is the better side but I think that Peru is just flying high. I hope that they don't get starstruck. I hope they they, they settle in. I hope they actually uh, catch Denmark by surprise in the opening minutes. I think that'll help a lot. I want to say a Peru win, but I can't. I'm going to have to go with the draw here, and I'm going to put two on it. Croatia versus Nigeria.
1: Bobby. Croatia versus Nigeria. Um, Wow. I really don't know much about Croatia. I've seen Nigeria before. They're uh, quick on the ball. They're not so fantastic, though. I love their new kit. I got to give you that. I love the kit. So I'm going to give Nigeria the win with confidence of two because of the kit. (laughs)
0: Kit kick power oh my god that's awesome they look better they're gonna
3: win if the world cup if the world cup to swag into consideration nigeria would already be lifting it done
1: done yeah Yeah,
3: done done does it like thank you you, nike yeah (laughs) i mean you know nigeria showing up with the sandals and the white in the white uh suits with the eagles on their on the lapels with the cowboy hats i mean dude what swag city um croatia they have a world class midfield but nothing else they don't have forwards they don't have a a great defense Um, they're gonna need that midfield to mesh nigeria has attack speed power not much of a defense though so they're gonna rely heavily on the counter i think the mishmash in styles is gonna be a you make for really ugly games. I'm going to go draw here Confidence of 3.
0: Um, um although I'm going to give the edge to Nigeria in the jerseys. You can't forget about the checkered jerseys of Croatia. I love those jerseys. Those are
1: nice, you're right. So,
0: so I mean, it, it, you see both of those on the field. Oh man, it's going to be it's a fashion uh, show. Just what what a beautiful <laughs> sight. Yeah. Um, bring your I, 3D I
3: glasses think... people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um It may be. I don't want to say it's an ugly match. I think it would be a very physical match. Might be a little bit choppy. I don't want to say it's going to be too ugly. I hope it it isn't. Um, I think Croatia is a better side. Nigeria, by the way, they believe, or their aspirations, are the semifinals. Mm, I think you're kind of stretching on that one, just the way the United States thought that they were going to make the semifinals in this World Cup. So, I really couldn't pick a winner. I I think... uh, First instinct, I want to say, was Croatia. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the draw here. Confidence of two. Costa Rica versus Serbia. The 5 o'clock game on Father's Day. David, will the Ticos repeat what they did in 2014?
3: Right. The Ticos, they're, uh, for me, my adopted team. Uh, This is going to be one of my adopted teams for the World Cup uh, since uh, they're representing CONCACAF. Um, even though they have players that frustrate the crap out of me in MLS, um, they are MLS heavy. And so, again, this is why I'm, I'm rooting for them a little bit more. Um, they, have, uh, they have everyone from domestic guys to MLS guys to a Champions League winner in Keylor Navas. So they have pretty much the same team from last year or, or from four years ago when they made their Cinderella run. Um, they have the ability to... Out conquer calf anyone, and I don't think Serbia is going to be ready for that. Serbia mediocre on paper, uh, probably very mediocre on the field. Um, they have a very inexperienced uh, uh, team on the international stage. They remind me a lot of the national of the U.S. national team. So um, I'm going to give Costa Rica the win here. Confidence of two. All right, Bobby. Yeah. What do you say?
1: Yeah. Um, look at uh, David said he's is kind of on it right there. Uh, Costa Rica has a really good team that come, where the roster comes from a multiple amount of leagues. Um, they they they're they're pretty well. They're fast. Uh, they're great on the counter. Um, I think it's going to be a little too much for Serbia. Um, just like David said, kind of like the United, like United, it's uh, they're slow and I think they're going to be on their heels with Costa Rica the majority of the time. So Costa Rica with a win, a confidence of three. Okay, uh,
0: I'm going to be rooting for for Costa Rica. Uh, I don't want to say they're my, my adopted teams. I usually do root for the, uh, the Latin American sides, the CONCACAF sides. So I was going to root for them, especially against for Serbia. I have no reason to root for Serbia. Oh, except for one reason. I got Serbia winning this game. I don't think lightning strikes twice for Costa Rica. They had a magical run in 2014. I don't think that we could... Um, I don't know, that we could. I'm sorry. That they could... Repeat it. They got Brazil. They got Switzerland. Um, Very tough defensively. I think Serbia gives Costa Rica a little bit of a test. I think they're evenly matched. But I think that Serbia comes out on top of this here. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I got Serbia winning this game. Confidence of that big one. (laughs) Germany versus Mexico. Another match that a lot of people are looking forward to. David. Are we rooting for CONCACAF here? <clears throat>
3: uh no, not for this game. Uh Germany, defending champs. They have everything it takes to defeat Mexico. They're going to be they're going to outmuscle them. They're going to be faster than them. They're going to be more technical than them. Um don't get me wrong. I think that Mexico is a good side, but I think that Germany is a class above them. Um, Germany, I have Germany winning this game. Confidence of
1: three. Bobby. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to follow suit of what Lalas is saying, but I'm going to go ahead with uh, balls balls and vodka. I'm going to go ahead with Germany with the confidence of three. Germany is a a better side. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game. I think Mexico is definitely going to be aggressive as they always are. um, And they are a good side. But Germany is incredibly efficient and they'll... They'll find ways to uh, just cut through Mexico and and win this out. Confidence three, Germany.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know how you can root for a rival. We've never done that before. We're not going to start now. Um, Mexico, you know, going into this, I thought that Germany was still going to win the game, but Mexico would have made it extremely difficult on them. I think this is a very talented Mexico side. But Mexico is going to Mexico. We've all heard it. Fiora talked about it. There's going to be there is fallout um, after the, uh, the 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 party scandal. You have Hector Herrera, Fiore picked to be the breakout star. All of a sudden, his World Cup is now in doubt due to marital you know problems. His head, even if he is on the team, his head's not going to be there. The team is now divided. A little bit of uh, you know adversity happens on the field. I, I don't think they can recover from it. Germany, however, wounded. Last six friendlies have only won one of them, and it was against Saudi Arabia, and it was 2-1. to one. They lost to Austria, who's not even in the World Cup. Germany needs to figure something out quick. I got a feeling that they may be playing possum here, and they have all the talent in the world. They sent a prospect team to the Confederations Cup, and they won the whole goddamn thing. So, that being said, I'm gonna take Germany over Mexico and I'm locking it. Brazil versus Switzerland is our next game. David, let's go ahead and start with you.
3: I don't know how you can't just lock Brazil here. Um, Brazil, very, very talented. they they are um, they're just they're just too much. Uh, they're 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 warming up. Um, Brazil notoriously slow for for uh, for or notorious for starting slow in the World Cup. but I think this uh, is gonna be a little bit different here. Um, I have Brazil winning this game
1: confidence of five.
0: Bobby is a no-brainer?
1: It should be a no-brainer. I'm a little hesitant, just in general, because I just don't want to be locking anything down in the first week of uh, balls and vodka. Um, But basically, a lot of people are saying, this isn't the Brazil that you saw the last World Cup. It's not the same one. These guys are coming out. They're coming out straight out with good aggressive action and and they're not the same Brazil. And I, I believe that. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a confidence of three over Switzerland. I really don't see them outclassing Brazil unless they do some incredible defensive feat.
0: Yeah, I think Switzerland, the only chance that they have is they're parking the bus. They, play that, they get that one shot on goal that they're going to get either by a free kick or just on a perfectly run counter, and they better score it and defend with their life because Brazil is just going to be on top of them the entire game. And, yes, Brazil starts off slow in most, if not all, of the World Cups, and they're going to enjoy most of the possession in this game. I don't think Switzerland is going to play an open game. They're going to park the bus here. Brazil... The first team to qualify for the World Cup. And that's saying a lot considering that they came out of the toughest region to qualify in. Brazil, I don't see how they drop points here. I'm locking Brazil. I'm taking five. Hmm. Sweden versus South Korea. 5 a.m. game. Might sleep in this one too. <laughs> Bobby, what do you got?
1: I'm watching it. I'm watching it. <laughs> um looking at it. Zlatan's going to be there. He won't be playing, but he'll be there. Uh <laughs> so I, I definitely don't see uh, South Korea winning over Sweden. I'm going to give Sweden this with the confidence of 2. All right, David
3: uh as Bobby said, Zlatan will be at the World Cup. Uh sponsored by the Visa. World Cup without Zlatan <laughs> is not a World Cup sponsored by Visa. Exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> check out my Samsung Galaxy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Zlatan, I mean, sorry, Sweden has decided <laughs> they, they don't need a guy like Zlatan on the field. That forces them to be a little bit more dynamic. And, and um, even though they don't have the game changer that he is, it, it forces the team to be a little bit more balanced. And I think that works in their benefit. Uh, South Korea, far from the Super Reds that we saw, you know, from long ago, from 2002, uh, they only scored 11 goals in their qualifying group and conceded 10 um, they are supremely mismatched in every single game in this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Sweden winning confidence of five.
0: Um. Yeah. South Korea. Uh, I I don't have much respect for uh for any of the Asian sides. I I, I I don't think there's much quality uh over in that region. I know Japan and Korea, th- they're the two big dogs, but uh, they're. They're coming out of a region that really has no quality. And uh, South Korea, I think, outside of 2002, have never gone out of the groups. Well, actually, no, I-, I, think that I-, I think they got out of in 2010 before being eliminated in Round 16. But leading up to that Cinderella 2002 run, they had never gone out of the groups, let alone won a game. So I, I think that that kind of continues. They have a very poor team. They do have Sun. Tottenham's son, and he's the only player that they have, but he's got nothing else around him. I think Korea is one of the uh, teams that changed their coach like after they were done qualifying. So you got that going uh, against them, and Sweden eliminated four time champion Italy. I don't see how I can pick anything except for Sweden here, and I am also locking it, make it a five for Sweden. Belgium. Versus Panama. Panama making their World Cup debut. I know that we're rooting for them. I have no reason to root against them. No, they didn't eliminate us. We eliminated us. So, Bobby, what do you got?
1: Yeah, we would be. we'll, we'll, we'll be rooting for them in spirit. But in this game, I really don't see them uh, overcoming Belgium. Belgium's a, a better opponent. They're stronger. They're much stronger. Um, they'll 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 outplay them on the ball the majority of the time. I believe. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give them with the confidence of two, Belgium.
3: Okay, David. <laughs> can can Belgium be a dark horse two tournaments in a row? Um, they are supremely talented. Uh, they are um, experienced now. They have Roberto Martinez at the helm. He's got to figure out who his best 11 players are. Uh, at, you know, not just the players, but, but the best 11 as a unit. Panama, our CONCACAF brothers. They can CONCACAF the hell out of anyone. They are the epitome of the region. If you think Aaron Robbins, the most infamous diver in World Cup history, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Blas Perez. (laughs) There are lots of current and ex-MLSers in this this team. Very true. They won't be darlings, but I'm going to root for them. Having said that, Belgium's gonna win this game. Confidence of five. Ooh.
0: Panama has to completely out Gonkaf, Belgium. They're gonna have to have Belgium shoot the way they shot against the United States four years ago. Jaime Pinedo is gonna have to have the game of his life and multiply it by ten. Panama is going to have to score that one goal, that one shot that they may get. And that will give them a 50-50 chance to win this game. If I could put 100 points on Belgium, I would put 100 points on Belgium. Alas, I could only put five. They're one of the tournament favorites. I have them pick for a deep run. Belgium, confidence of five.
3: Yeah. Rom- Rom- Roman Torres for the header.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Tanisha versus England. David, who do you got?
3: Tanisha <laughs> is a team that's participating in the World Cup. Uh, that's about all I know about them. Uh, England have come into the tournament young. Um, the last time you could say about that about England was um, when uh, Michael Owen and David Beckham were debuting in the, world, in, in, the in their World Cups. Uh, They have pacey, exciting players. They have no goalie, though. Uh, Their three goalies that they called in are from Stoke, Everton, and Burnley. Yikes. Um, With that said, I still think they can uh, get the win here. I have England winning confidence of four.
0: So England, uh, they got put into an easy group with the exception of Belgium. I, I I don't see how anybody is going to think that uh, Belgium and England wouldn't be the top two uh, coming out of this group. Tanisha, yeah, I don't know too much about Tanisha. I, I do know that um, they might give England uh, a bit more of a stiffer challenge than most people think, but at the end of the day, I think England just has uh, too much talent on their side. And England, I don't know why I'm saying this, but... I feel that they can make a deep run in this World Cup. I don't think they're going to win it. But this is about as dark horsey as I'm going to get. And I'm going to pick England as a dark horse in this tournament because Harry Kane, probably one of the best strikers in the world, and they're coming in with confidence, and they're beating some pretty big teams, including neutralizing Brazil at the height of their uh, um, abilities. So I don't think you should be sleeping on England despite what, uh, you know, past World Cups have, have, have told us. As long as they can avoid penalties. England, I think, wins this game. I'm locking this one as well. Confidence of five. Poland... Ver- oh, actually, no. Let me go one more. Colombia versus Japan. Um, I believe Colombia, we said, is going to be our official team in 2018, unless something has changed since then. No. David... Colombia versus Japan. Who do you got?
3: Los Cafeteros. Our adopted team. Luis has an actual stake in Colombia. And we support him, of course. Uh, So we're looking forward to James and Falcao just tearing people up. Um, Japan has aging, aging stars mixed with guys with no experience whatsoever. Um, They have very little chance for me. I think Columbia wins this game. Confidence to
1: five. Bobby. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, to me, it's definitely a no-brainer. I'm gonna go with Colombia, confidence of four. I'm not locking anything. Like I said, this 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 opening uh, World Cup grouping. Um, and also, Lewis, you skipped me from the last one, so I'm just gonna go ahead and give you England with a confidence of three as well. So oh, I'll just sh- I'll just group those two together because oh, oh, so- no, that's completely fine. Because I mean, yeah. if there's anybody listening at hour 30, 40 minute right now, I mean, that's just the bonus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it has been a long recording, guys. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, 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 So sorry. It's okay. I, I totally missed that. It's just go on. But, <laughs> all right. So, yes, my boys, my cafeteros, I grew up watching Colombian soccer. Um, I do have a stake in this game, so uh, my heart will be um, yellow, blue, and red in 2018. Colombia played Japan in their last group game in 2014 and absolutely demolished and annihilated Japan completely ran them off the field. I don't see how that doesn't happen again this year. I think Japan is another one of those teams that hired a new coach after World Cup qualifying. They, I don't even think they won their group. Uh, again, I think they struggled through Asian qualifying, and that's saying a lot. Colombia's going to run wild on these guys. It's a block for me. Colombia with a five. Mm-hmm. Poland versus Senegal the last of the uh, the first-round groups. Bobby.
1: What do I know about Poland and Senegal? I have to wait for David's uh, uh, explanation, but I'm going to go ahead and give Poland the confidence of two. David, please, school me. Tell me if I'm wrong or am I right.
3: Well, okay. Take it away, David. Uh, sorry, who did, what, what did you bet here, Poland, Bobby? two.
1: Poland, two. Poland
3: with the two. Okay, yeah, that's know. not a bad shout because that is exactly <laughs> my bet. Poland... Were smart enough to get themselves seated by gaming the FIFA rankings. They use it to their advantage. It worked for them. We talked about this in our in our draw uh, show. Um, so go back and check that out. Figure out what you know to to listen why Poland is a seated team. On paper, they're good. They have their X factor in Lewandowski, who's been one of the better strikers in the past, you know, five years. Um, they're organized. I think they have the ability to get out of this group. Um, Senegal they might also have the ability to get out of this group but they have to put it together. They have the speed, the physicality and the technique. They've upset teams before and I think they're gonna they they might have a, a deep run in them. Uh, you know, it's going to be between uh, Poland and Senegal, but I have Poland with the advantage here with confidence of two.
0: Senegal um, made their debut in 2002, upset France in that opening game 1-0. Senegal was one of my favorite teams to watch in that tournament. Absolutely fell in love with them um, after that first game. Uh, I think the Senegal-Sweden match in the round of 16 was probably my favorite match in that entire uh, tournament, the U.S. versus Mexico game notwithstanding. Um, but this is 2018, a completely different team. I'm not sure if they'll catch anybody by surprise here. Poland, yep, they loophole their way into a seed and got a relatively not hard group, but it wasn't necessarily an easy group either. Lewandowski, um, yeah, world-class guy, but that's pretty much all they got. Um, If they're going to play counterattacking soccer, I'm not sure that's going to work against Senegal. I think they're going to have to open up and Senegal might actually exploit those spaces. I kind of want to put this as a draw, but I'm going to go with Poland here and give them a confidence level of two. Don't sleep on Senegal, mainly because I think not a lot of people know about them, and um, just that just the fact that you don't know what they can bring, um, that alone should be a next factor for, uh, for fans to watch. Now, that is the end of the first-round uh, games for all the teams in the group. However, there is one more game on Tuesday. Um, the last two games that we mentioned were on Tuesday. Tuesdays is when we record. So it kind of works out perfectly. So uh, because of that, we're going to just go ahead and uh, call the last uh, Tuesday game at 11 o'clock russia versus egypt so david let's go ahead and start with you who do you got in this match and i know we are at a disadvantage because we have no idea what the results are going to be in those uh the first game so we are a little handicapped here but there's only one game so david who do you got?
3: i I was just gonna say i'm going in a little blind here because um it depends on how russia does in the first game right and it depends on how well uh, and how egypt does in their first game um, having said that, let's, let's go with the predictions that I have, uh, with Uruguay beating, uh, Egypt in the first game, Russia winning, uh, uh against, um, Saudi Arabia. And I'm going to give Egypt a win here with the confidence of three. I think they can, they can pull a win out here.
1: All right, Bob. Well, I wasn't ready for this. Um, I definitely will go with <laughs> Egypt. Uh, I'm going to give them a confidence level of four. I think they're a better team for sure. Um, yeah, David's right. Um, once we see what happens in the first games, that, that will be a much more better indicator and in what will happen in that game. And going in blindly, I mean, I just can go, can only go on paper. Um, so I'm just going to go with Egypt.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I, going by what I had predicted in the first games, I would have Russia winning, Egypt losing, which makes this game pretty much a must-win for Egypt. I want to. I know Egypt is a better side. Again, the status of uh, Mo Salah is uh, is still up in the air. Um, we're not sure if he's going to be playing uh, in the first game. If he does, what if he you know aggravates the uh, the shoulder or or you know if there's an injury in that first game? Um, we don't know. Like I said, we're, we're at a disadvantage here. Um, I think if Salah doesn't play the first game and he's at full strength in the second game, I think Egypt might have an edge over Russia. I kind of want to lean draw, but I'm going to give the Pharaohs a benefit of the doubt. I'll say Egypt, but with a one. All right, guys. That concludes the first round of betting here in balls and vodka. Um, We can't wait. I know that the United States didn't make it, but it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to enjoy the beautiful game. It, it was there before. It's going to be there after. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope that th- we see a lot of quality soccer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we will. Guys, you have anything to say before we sign off?
3: Guys, listen to the first part of the show. We got Fernando Fiore on our show, guys. Uh, we want to thank uh, Fernando for, for taking the time. Um it it really is a dream come true having him on our show and uh and and here we are we're kicking off the world cup 2018 let's do it
1: yeah guys thank you for uh if you're even here at this uh late end of the podcast thank you for listening and uh fernando i know you're not listening this far out but we've already told you thank you (laughs) all right guys
0: yeah uh, again a, a big thank you to uh my my president um, it was a dream come true to have him on the podcast. It still seems like it's not real. I'm, I'm actually um, expecting to wake up and say, okay, are we still recording with Fiore or, or not? Because um, it really is a, a surreal feeling. So big thank you to him. We really appreciate that. And what better way to kick off the World Cup for us than to have him uh, just come and chat uh, about the World Cup. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, we look forward to it. Uh, I look forward to it. It, it, It's going to be, it should be memorable. Um, So
1: watch every game. Um, Don't sleep through them. Watch
0: every game, guys. Nope, don't sleep through them. Um, So on behalf of the entire LASR House crew, we want to thank all the listeners out there for listening. Um, Guys, Fernando Fiore. I think that deserved a five-star rating, and I'm going to leave it at that. Go ahead and like us, retweet us, all the other fun stuff, guys. Enjoy the World Cup. It is the pinnacle of the sport that we love. Have fun. This is David and Bobby signing off.
3: Good night, everyone. Thank you. Later.